Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Uh, there's really just no easy way to get to this. It's going to be gross, but as a family, we all need to sit together and have a conversation about more of the things that are coming to light in the trial of Harvey Weinstein. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Happy Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. We're just going to start with this stuff and then we're going to have to move on. Okay, can we just own it right now, you guys? We go deep in the shallow. That's what you rely on us. And like, I was doing this thing earlier where I was like, oh, how do we talk about this? Because I don't want to, it's so gross, but we have to talk about it. When we're talking about it, duh, that's what we do. Because if we're curious and fascinated and want to go deep in this particular shallow cesspool, you do too. Um, so we don't need to feel good about it. Harvey Weinstein, you, I think we should just start with some of the revelations in the trial, Colleen, because those are the things that are kind of ook us out. But at the same time, you can't help but be fascinated by them. Right. And it's okay. Right. And well, so here's the thing. Like, as you're listening or reading through some of the testimony in this Harvey Weinstein trial, you know, uh, jury's in. He's nasty. That's like, nasty. he's a disgusting, horrible human being. Right. What is up for debate? At least what the jury is there to adjudicate is, you know, what of this was sexual assault and what his his attorneys are trying to do is paint a picture of the accusers as though they were welcoming the behavior that uh, that he was perpetrating. Yeah, that it was consensual behavior. And I think that's probably a very good legal argument to make if that is the case and if that's your position as a a defendant yeah like that seems plausible right that uh and smart that you would you know say well no these were it may be gross and weird and you may not approve but like let's look into your bedroom and see what i approve of right like exactly that is that's a valid argument to have now it's up to the jury to decide whether that's a credible argument or Mm -hmm. whether that's um an argument that represents the facts in the case. We right. can't do that because we're not in the case, but we can at least have opinions about it. That's nasty. Well, because now this is all being brought out into the light. And yes, our opinion is that's nasty. So <sighs> let, let's just, okay. We've met some of the previous people who have testified in this case, yeah. but today specifically, I think actually in all three stories that we've brought to the table, mm-hmm. We are talking about Jessica Mann, and she was an aspiring actress who um, she had a relationship, and I'm using that in the loose term of relationship, as in she was in communication with and uh, interacted with Harvey Weinstein uh, in the like 2015, 2016 era. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and she's the one that is really dropping all kinds of shocking allegations uh, on the stand. And let's just start here. Um, Jessica Mann. Here's I've just okay. I'll just read the headline. Jessica Mann alleges sick way Harvey Weinstein grieved after his mother's death. Okay, that's bizarre. I'll read on. Mm-hmm. She goes on to say in great detail that Harvey Weinstein went to her, Jessica Mann, because she had some grief experiences in her own life and he was looking for some consolation. She said he needed to be consoled for his grief and he wanted to talk to me because I understood grief. Her father had died a year earlier, but then she goes on to say when she arrived at the place where Harvey Weinstein was staying, he was naked on the bed and was desiring to do sexual things. And those sexual things included um, pleasuring her, himself while she was present and he gazed at himself in the mirror. And then uh, requiring her to perform a sexual act on him. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that that is what a person expects when they are being invited to console somebody in their grief after yep. the death of a loved one. Yep. Um, but yeah, she, uh, and she said some other things, Google it. Um, I'm not going to say them on the radio. Yeah. That's nasty. That's nasty though. Uh, she also, by the way, in a different part of the testimony, uh, says that, uh, he, after getting her into the shower, asked if she'd ever had a golden version of that. Oh. And before she was able to answer, she was, experiencing that yeah he's nasty that's nasty yeah now um also people will probably have a conversation or are having one in their heads why would any human being end up in a shower with harvey weinstein mm, good question. that is a good question to have right yeah. and that's one that i think if you want to read uh her account of things like that's a judgment you can make for yourself i know that um it's totally possible for people to be in a relationship and to be sexually assaulted. That's a thing that happens yeah. whenever you are not willing to engage in sexual behavior with someone. Uh, and that behavior is thrust upon you pun sadly intended. Um, that's sexual assault, right? So that I don't have any problem with that. So I'm not going to struggle to, I, I will have all those questions and this is where I think people oftentimes get, this is where they just run to their perspective corners like, OK, yes. And I also want to understand how a person ends up in a relationship with Harvey Weinstein, period. Yeah. Now, I think I have some ideas, but I'm going to let the people speak for themselves. And I certainly am fascinated by her testimony and I'm fascinated by a bunch of stuff in this particular case. Not, you know, not. I mean, I'm just going to admit it. Like, it's when you read stuff like that, you're like, I got to, what? Yeah. Because this is not the world I have lived in. And I have seen some things in my life, but I have, these are some things I ain't never seen. And I am curious. So I'm the kid who was looking things up when he shouldn't have been in the library going, ooh. mm -hmm. So find me reading these articles. And I understand that, that that's just a, that's kind of a petty curiosity. That's fine. But I'm also fascinated by the the larger, more complex curiosity, which is like, how does a woman end up in a shower with Harvey Weinstein? Right. No judgment. Right. 
How does that literally, how does that happen? And and you begin to understand when you go back and you read her story about how she ended up meeting Harvey Weinstein and like the place she was in in her life. And again, no judgment. And that is not an open door, a, per, a permission to sexually assault this woman by any stretch Mm-mm. of the imagination. But it does help you understand because then as a person, I think you go, wow, I wonder what I would do in that position, right? Whenever you learn someone's backstory, especially in all these cases of women being sexually assaulted, you do that thing where you're like, what would I do? And if you don't know the backstory, you go, woman in shower getting peed on by Harvey Weinstein. Nope, wouldn't have signed up for that. Why would you ever have met him? Your problem. Right. That's easy. Yeah. And it's easy to put yourself in the position of somebody else when you know no details. Yeah. In the moment, in that moment, don't PM me Harvey Weinstein. Thank you. Right. Tell me it's raining. Right. But but there but there's a complex story that goes along with that. And there's a power dynamic that is intrinsic in their relationship that you don't quite know unless you spend the time to listen to and read her testimony. Yes. When you go back and you read the story and you listen to her testimony, you actually listen to the woman who's telling you what happened and you have every reason to believe she's giving you a credible account or at least her own account. And then you, as I would assume the jury is doing, you know, you make a decision, you make a judgment. And the judgment isn't about whether or not he's nasty because... He's nasty. Well, yeah, a lot of people yeah, are nasty. Exactly. I mean, I bet people that you know really well like to do that stuff. And that doesn't, you know, when I say nasty, that's not a judgment. Like, get nasty. Freak nasty, people. But do it with consent. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but when I when I read through her account, I was like, okay, this is very interesting. And this is why I think the way that Hollywood operates needs to change from a structural level. So at the end of the day, I understand that... Um, If you are requiring people to have to make a moral decision about going to a hotel room with a very powerful man, then maybe you shouldn't have to, maybe you can create a system wherein women don't have to go to the hotel rooms of powerful men in order to be compensated for work and to get ahead in their business. Like right. that's like that's my personal judgment. That's where I come down like this is a structural problem. This woman's story aside, there are clearly some things wrong, right? Right. Back to the actual story. Yeah. So then, can I just really quickly say I want you to google the story about that she shares about Harvey Weinstein's body. Okay, so this is not new in the sense that Oftentimes in sexual assault cases, there will be a conversation. We heard about it in the case of uh, Michael Jackson, very famously, where the person Clinton, where the person who was assaulted is asked to describe in detail the anatomy of the person who assaulted them as you were. There are some things I didn't know. There's one really important thing I didn't know and you can say it's none your business well guess what it's in paper and I'm gonna read it and it's now my business and I now have lots of questions and just to like not seem too much of a like you know child about it like it is things about his body that I was not aware of and I am just fascinated by because I think it while I don't think it's he has there's some things do you want me to just say it clinically yeah he's allegedly intersex yeah or has, um, and again, there's a better term. What's the term? There's a term. Yeah. For that. Yeah. 
he he appears to have uh, parts of both yes genders which anatomy. is so fascinating because um, I'm you know I think it's an opportunity for people to learn about that reality. Mm-hmm. I think it's also then going to raise a bunch of other questions that people will have in their minds. And while it may not be germane to the particular case, it is insofar as. You know, it establishes the intimacy that these two people right. had. That there was a knowledge of It's that. one that I bet a lot of people aren't aware of and will probably have some questions about yep. and makes me want to learn even more because it it I just went in all sorts of places and yeah. I can't imagine I'm alone. Yeah, no, I don't think you are at all. Uh, unfortunately, we cannot stick with this topic because we need to move on. Uh, to Elizabeth Reese. She's bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 107.1. Is a my talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived, and with her, she carries all the dirt. So much dirt. It's a dirt alert. Hi, friends. Hi. So, Kevin Hart is talking about um, his car accident and then how it has impacted his life. So, he did this photo shoot for um, Men's Health Magazine. The photos are really great. Oh, wow. And they show... That um, is really cool. They show that he gets cupping done. I'm Mm, a big fan of cupping through my acupuncturist. I don't know about you guys. Um, And here's what he says. I'm not trying to get back to where I was before. I want to be better than before. It's a resurrection. I think this is so relatable because Uh, so many people who go through sort of a near death or a life changing experience. And I think particularly if you're a celebrity and you sort of have everything right. I mean, you've got all the money, you have all the power, you have all the fame, you have all of these things, Mm -hmm. which so many of us associate with happiness. But we all know you can still have quite an empty existence, even if you have all of those things that something like this, a tragedy, a near death experience or something that you're able to walk away from that is miraculous can really change your outlook on absolutely because you've stared death in the face 100 he said that's the best way for me to put it i feel like the other version of myself died in that moment yeah and this new version was born to understand and do better um he you can see in this photo the large scar that he has down his back Um, He suffered major back injuries while a passenger in a car crash in September. And he said, um, this is another interesting thing. He was asked about the actual accident. And he said, I can't tell you nothing about it. Isn't that scary? The first thing I remember is being in the ambulance with my wife. Oh, wow. I always think that's so fascinating, too, how your brain will process trauma and just completely not allow you to remember. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It, but mm-hmm. then, of course, 
if you don't actually try to work through that underlying trauma, how that can sort of manifest later on. Well, the bizarre thing, it like lives in your body. It lives in your body. You're totally right. Yeah. Which I keep thinking about because I've been watching Goop, um, the Goop lab yeah show, and i watched just be the, careful i am be careful but i watched that <laughs> first episode caution. on psychedelics and uh-huh. i'm not gonna say yay or nay on any of this that being said i have read some other things about it and i think it's so fascinating when used under the proper care mm-hmm. of a doctor or you know there's but some actual science yeah. there's a yeah. lot of science behind it because what it is is it's accessing that subconscious and that subconscious is so powerful within us if there's if you've ever like had a massage before and yeah if they get into like a muscle yes and you can't explain why but you suddenly have there's like an emotional yes. release yeah. yes that's because you're holding that trauma mm-hmm. in your body things that you maybe haven't accessed Namaste. with your brain space yeah you're welcome. That's really interesting. I'm just saying it's happened before. Yeah, it so has. Yeah. Um, Vanessa Bryant, you know, just oh. so sad and just continuing to mourn the loss of her husband and the father of her four daughters. And then, of course, the loss of her daughter. Yeah. She posted a picture of them. Um, hashtag my best friend. Hashtag the best daddy. Miss you so much. And, um, you know, it's just a very sad thing that yeah. just continues. It's so sad. It's like you almost can't think about it, and yet at the same time, it's so important to think about it I because know. she's here, yeah, living a life, and, and grief she's is lost. universal. Oh yeah, and yeah. she lost a lot. Yeah, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I've got a couple of um, competing royal headlines for you. Oh. Okay, so the first one is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry enjoying quiet life in Canada. Blue. A weight has been lifted, says mm-hmm. a friend, okay. and then. On the other hand, how are things going with William and Kate? The headline on this one, Prince William and Duchess Kate's hectic schedule after family drama has brought them closer together. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm just curious to see what what their next public experience is going to be and how the public will respond. Harry and Meghan? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be interesting to find out when and if they actually define this new role. You know, I mean, they haven't when Queen Elizabeth issued that statement, they were, she was talking about how we're in the early stages of figuring out what this means essentially. Right. I mean, I'm not quoting her perfectly, but they haven't really released anything else since then. And she said they wanted to have something set up soon. Where does it mean it's a part-time deal? Do they do 10 appearances a year? I mean, what does that mean? Right. I don't know, but William and Kate, seem to be doing great. A source says working as a team and supporting each other is essential at a time like this. And that's exactly what they're I, doing. I, I am curious about that messaging yeah. because I think some of that is in the response to any sort of rumblings of trouble in paradise. Um, because there were some stories about William and the neighbor. Oh yeah. You know, some unfaithful. Yeah. And Harry being upset about that because yeah. Harry and Kate are supposedly very close. Right. And this source says um, that Kate wishes she could speak to Harry. She misses him and fears she'll never be close to why him again. Can, why can they not speak? Guess what guys? You can tell me it's called technology. Yeah. FaceTime. Yeah. I FaceTime all the time. Hello. Yeah. It's easy. How are you doing? I know. There's another episode of the bachelor on tonight, guys. I don't know what to tell you, but two times in one week is too much. Um, Peter Weber, who is The Bachelor, calling Victoria Fuller, who's a contestant, a good person, hours after Cosmopolitan announced the magazine would pull its digital cover over her alleged ties to modeling for um, White Lives Matter apparel. She's been accused of a lot of bad stuff. I went down a rabbit hole of reading about her yesterday. 
bad, bad stuff. Oh. This is what happens when you want to put everyone on a pedestal. It's true. Oh, it's true. It's true. Reality TV. Thanks, you guys. No, thank you. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, And uh, this, my friends, is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Patricia on the line. And what is Patricia playing for? A big fat one of these. MyTech 1071 t-shirt. <laughs> A t-shirt. A branded t-shirt. MyTech? <laughs> All right, timer will begin after we ask the first question. You ready to go, lady? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. What is the name of the main villain in the Saw movie franchise? Skip. What is the name of the yellow creatures in Despicable Me movies? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brain fart. Skip. Fran Drescher was the star of what? Danny. Tia and Tamara Maori starred on what 90s sitcom? Oh my gosh. Skip. Tia and Tamara. What is, the mas- what is the mascot for Bayside High School in the show Saved by the Bell? Dolphin? No, no. No. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I always know these. What's the name of the... Oh, oh Patricia. Patricia. I just loved every question. Was, she was like, oh. oh. I'm so sorry, But Patricia. she did get one right. She did. And Patricia, you will get another chance to play again because... We do it every day at 12.30 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Okay, let's get the ones she didn't get correct. Uh, the main villain in the Saw movies. Jigsaw. Uh, I wouldn't have known that. I I don't. Those movies should not be watched. Um, she got the... No, she didn't get that. What's the name of the yellow creatures in Despicable Me? The Minions. And uh, T and Tamara starred on... Sister, Sister. Sister, Sister. Oh, such a good show, man. With Jack Hay. Mm. What is the mascot for Bayside High School in the, sh- in the show Saved by the Bell? That would be Tiger. And now that we've answered all those questions, uh, we can move on and we solve some mysteries. We do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hot and fresh celebrity gossip mysteries for Colleen yes, Badly to solve. Right here. Mm. Here's your first mystery. This A-plus list, mostly movie actor, spread a feel-good story about why he pulled out of an award show but it isn't true. Whoa, a guy pulled out. Bradley Cooper? No, Bradley. I mean, Brad Pitt. Sorry. Thank you. Brad Pitt. What did Brad Pitt do? Oh, because his kid. Oh, BAFTAs. Yes. Okay. So in the blank. Brad Pitt spread a feel-good story about why he pulled out of the BAFTA awards over the weekend, but that story is not true. I don't do Okay, it. now I'm mad about this, because... You bought that, it. But no, what I'm mad about is that NT Lawyer did not satisfy her need for more now. So that's... Thank you for that factoid, but now I want to know what really happened. Mm. And he does not deliver. Well, maybe he didn't know. Maybe the person just said it's lies. And he was like, okay, well, I guess I gotta pass that on. He doesn't always Whatever. know everything, but he generally knows stuff. I can't accept that. Okay, well. Can't accept that. I don't think he cares what you accept. Uh, that's evident. Blinded by the item. Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. 
Here we go. Okay, let's go. This foreign-born former A-plus list tweener doesn't even sleep <gasps> with his wife because of his drug use and his street corner cures. Bieber. Also because he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, okay, <clears throat> fill in the blanks. So, Justin Bieber isn't having relations with his wife, Whoopi, Haley. Whoopi, I think they call it. Yeah. He's not making Whoopi. Yeah. Not Whoopi Goldberg. I don't think he's making Whoopi Goldberg either. <laughs> Probably not. Not even Whoopi Pies. Mm. Ew. So they're not doing that because of Justin's drug use and his street corner cures. What is a street corner? Oh, the hyperbaric chamber? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what? Uh. I don't. Whatever. Uh, what do we? This. this uh, Are you okay? Are you broken? <laughs> What do we know? What can I do to restart you? What do we know? Uh, nothing is real and everyone smokes. Okay, exactly. Justin Apparently, Bieber Justin is Bieber really a 35-year-old woman. Oh. That's probably the truth. Is that going to be in the YouTube documentary? I hope, but I doubt it. Mm. <sighs> These celebrity gossip mysteries We're just like nailing down. them today. Yeah, we are. Well, this one's going to be a little more challenging because there could be multiple answers Ooh, for fun. this, but listen carefully. There are words. A movie is going to be released later this year. <gasps> a remake of a film from a few decades ago that's considered a classic in its genre. The remake is being produced by an A-plus list writer-director-producer who is famous for doing those jobs. There was a test screening for the movie recently. The movie was not liked by the audience. Oh, don't let this be the truth. No one is talking about it because it's apparently bad and it needs to be reworked. Okay, is this Dune? Uh, No! Because everything I've heard is to the contrary that you are not going to believe how amazing this movie is. Well, there is another answer. Top Gun. Well, classic in its genre. Would I mean, indicate... Top Gun is classic in its genre. What genre would that be exactly? Shirtless men playing volleyball movies. Okay. You're welcome. Um... Now, I will say in the comment section, Colleen, yes. a few people said Top Gun, yeah. but more Naturally. people said Dune and this other movie that's going to be released oh. at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Is the other movie Beverly Hills Cop? Is this movie Ghost Boost Hairs? Could be. Name something else, too. Another remake. <sighs> high profile. How much do you want from me? Seriously. Um, just another one. Come on, you guys what did What genre? So well. The same genre? No. A little kicking and a little stretching in this genre. A musical. Yeah. In the Heights? No. No. Uh, Lay Miz? I don't know. What's no. coming back? West Side Story? Oh! Yeah. Ooh. I hope it's West Side Story because I will say, okay, do me a flavor. Dune you a favor? Do See what you did there? I did. Can you please read through with Dune first and I'll tell you why I don't think this is Dune, but go ahead. All right. So a movie is I going to be released to be, but anyway. yeah. later this year. That would be the remake of Dune, which is considered a classic. The remake is being produced... By a guy who is French, and I can't say his name correctly, but he did the l- most recent Blade Runner movie. 
The it, Villeneuve guy? Yes. Yeah. Right. So there was a test screening for the movie recently of Dune, and it was not liked by the audience. And no one's talking about this Dune remake because it's apparently bad and will need to be reworked. Now, you can replace Dune with West Side Story or the new Ghostbusters movie. But not Top Gun. Well, that too. <laughs> Okay, so the reason that I don't think it's Dune, and look, this is the only movie that I care about for 2020, and all the rest of y'all can... That's bold. I know, but I know you're, I'm not, I know you're not being hyperbolic. If you like, and I, I get hyperbolic, this is one that I'm not being hyperbolic about, because if you've, if you've ever read Dune, and if you've never read Dune, you should read Dune. Even if you don't think you like science fiction, it is more like a religious experience. You should just read Dune. Because then there's just you. Because otherwise, really, what are you doing? <laughs> that's only going to work so far. Because then I'm going to get angry. So I need you to like get it out of your system now. <laughs> get it, Dune. No. Get her, Dune. Get her, Dune. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, but what I would like. Uh, to self-amuse you with is the statement that literally all of the articles about Dune are Kyle MacLachlan excited for uh, Villeneuve's Dune and then a bunch of other like somebody saw a piece of artwork and got really excited but the one thing I was also going to say is I don't think this film has been finished meaning I don't think there's enough to you don't think it's Dune is what you're saying (laughs) okay now I'm done I'm turning my mic off. Go ahead. It's off. Are you there? I'm here. I'm listening, Bradley. Okay. So I'm going to have this conversation with you. Uh, I don't think there's a finished version of this movie that they would have shown to people at this point. So that makes me skeptical that it's that. The West Side Story, I could totally buy. But who is the director on West Side Story? Steven Spielberg. Did he start another job in the same genre? Is he doing a musical? No. Of some kind? No. Okay. Right. That's where the blind item gets a little in the weeds. It could also be the new Ghostbusters movie. And who's directing that? Am I allowed to talk to him? Yeah. Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman. Is he doing something else? Yeah. Is he doing something else? Eh, no. Uh, Bradley, I got bad news. I don't think it's Dune. All right. When we come back on the Colleen, and denial is fun. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, rude. I, I think actually in this case, you're the one that would know. Uh, we have another uh, terrible cruise story. We'll tell you, not Tom yeah. Cruise, terrible cruise. All After aboard. this on my talk 1071. Uh, hey, Bradley, when's that next cruise again? Oh, God. Do you want me to log on and find out for sure? No, I think it's like sure. 70 some days. Oh, is that the horn of the Grim Reaper? <laughs> Uh, this is the time of the year. That's so Co- rude. Sorry. This is the time of the year on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. 73 days. This is the time of year where I start to actively seek out all the stories of terrible things happening on cruises to attempt to frighten Bradley Trainer. Well, I didn't even have to do the work on this one. No, I brought this to your attention because I can't decide if this is like the best cruise story ever or the the worst. worst. Here's the headline. Princess Cruises quarantines 3,700 people for two weeks on a ship after 10 aboard test positive for coronavirus. Okay, can I just tell you the, the good parts of that? I think you probably can figure it out. Princess Cruises quarantines 3,700 for two weeks on a ship. Yeah. 
And then after Everything that, it else goes terrible. after that is questionable. But so, so I thought to- I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Myself, wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to do what I do always, which is put myself in the middle of the story. Yep. I'm on this cruise. Uh, and by the way, just to let you know, this is not like a, you know, cruise to... Uh, you know, St. Thomas. Uh-huh. This is actually um, outside of Yokohama, Japan. And uh, 10, let me give you the story first and then we can debate. But <clears throat> it looked like 10 people aboard this ship in Yokohama tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, apparently, a previous guest who didn't have any symptoms while aboard tested positive for the coronavirus Oof. on Saturday. So, the Japanese government is holding the ship for 24 hours while the health authorities can assess the passengers. The 10 people aboard that tested positive will be removed and sent to Yokohama. But everyone else is going to have to piddle around in the ocean for two weeks um, uh, while they sure quarantine they, yeah. and make sure that they are not positive. Yeah. So <clears throat> I thought to myself, OK, I'm on this cruise ship. Yeah. What am I feeling? The first day, I think I'm really excited because right. guess what? Sorry, Colleen, I'm not coming back to yeah. work for two weeks. Somebody might have the coronavirus. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Nobody has the coronavirus. But um, I think about three days in, I might change my mind. But I don't know because think about it. You're on a cruise ship. I know. So, like, I'm with you, too, Bradley, where I'm thinking all the buffets, I can like read, your entire vacation naps. just got extended two weeks. That's awesome. But also, as we talked about with the last cruise ship that we referred to, now this is a little bit more severe, but you don't know who the affected parties are or who was rubbing elbows with the affected parties. That's true. So I don't know that they're going to let, because you so know, like, everybody is suspect. When you go to the buffet, they usually have a guy be bopping around to some Calypso music, yep. squirting uh, people in the hand with um, hand sanitizer. Yes. He's like, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget to scrub in, scrub out. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that alone is going to be enough to prevent the spread of the disease. Therefore, I don't know that it's going to be business or i should i say pleasure as usual right uh that you would come to expect on a cruise ship now i will tell you that they are reprovisioning the ship right so it's not like but then i wonder if when they reprovision the ship now you've only paid for one cruise right so like all of the 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 cruise line is probably going to essentially lose money too because they're going to have to if they're quarantined for two weeks they can't get the next cruise on there to go cruising. So now, at this point, you've only paid for this one cruise. They're probably not bringing you the full buffet every night. Yeah, you're not getting from like, here on you're out. You're not having steak at you know uh, Cagney's. Also, can we also talk about which this? Which is on Norwegian, huh? Oh, do they have? Yeah, they probably do have laundry facilities. Oh yeah, there's a self yeah. laundry, and then you can um, you can pay. You know, you throw stuff in a bag That's just like right. at a hotel. That's right. The, the, here are the legitimate questions that had I actually spent a little bit of time in preparation for this segment would have 
uh, ventured to find out. If you're, Thank you for pulling back the curtain and letting us know just how prepared we are. If your insurance, like if you had cruise insurance, right. would that cruise insurance cover acts of, you know, coronavirus? Yeah. And what would that mean? Because what I did read in this uh, particular report on the report is that Princess would continue to make phones and uh, internet complimentary to guests. Oh. But that made me wonder, like, is everything else not complimentary? Ooh. Like, I can't imagine oh. they're going to charge you because you have no choice, right? right? Like, they would never do. But this is but why I'm saying I do don't you get to go to the steak restaurant. Right. I don't think that they're the food they're going to be delivering to the ship. <laughs> like macaroni is going to be the Kobe ste- steak. It's, it's <laughs> going to be stuff. it's going to be some like Velveeta cheese. But food wouldn't you rather eat Velveeta cheese and food on the princess cruise ship? Yeah. It's probably going to be a real good sandwich. Well, and then. What about all of the staff who's like, we don't want to work for you. We don't want to do the conga line. And yeah, because right. Like the entertainment is probably going to be lacking. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not going to be. Any- but I'm fine with it. Like, I would love to just sit and read. Everybody stay in your room. I'm yeah. fine. Also, I mean, especially if you have a balcony, there's plenty of places on a ship to explore. Go spend some time in an area you haven't. Although been. here, can I just point out the obvious? What? You're exploring and all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like take cover. Everybody take Everybody cover. Runs to their cabin. Seriously. <laughs> Conga line. How much you bother, baby? Do that coronavirus. Yeah. No, I don't know. I belly flop contest at four thirty on the Lido deck. <laughs> Only two people can show up because you're all contagious. Although I will say, there's there's definitely a good. Probably dozen or so, 20-somethings at all the bars trying to kill it with alcohol. Actual corona. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, speaking of... like sanitizing from within. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, coronavirus whiskey guy. So I read this story last night. This guy says that he cured his coronavirus. A 25-year-old man claimed... Of course. He cured his coronavirus using the simple remedy of an inhaler... A bottle of whiskey and some honey. And this 25-year-old... Oh, actually, that's my (laughs) D-bag. Well... So I'm going to keep that to myself. (laughs) Well, you know what you'll have to do is just tune in at Just know that some idiot thought that was a good idea. Yeah. And we'll be roasting him live at 2.30. There will be more to that story. Back to the cruise. So... Uh-huh. I am not going to China on my cruise, so I'm not really worried. We're okay, but this is now the third cruise that has had a coronavirus scare. But can I just? I, nope, I'm not going to do this because I have a choice to make right now, and that's: do I? You have a minute be to positive do and you supportive want. of you, or do I drop my real truth, which is you don't know where people are coming from. Oh, sure, are, but girl, where that's been every and, cruise. That's true. That's like life. You walk out of this room, you don't know that somebody didn't hop off. In fact, I know somebody, I'm not even going to tell this story, but you you have reason to be concerned right now. No, that's 100% true. <laughs> you are absolutely right. You don't know where anybody is. That's been. true. I'm so I want you to feel good about your vacation. Yeah, mostly because if I'm happy, you're I'm happy. happy. Yeah. 
Oh, that's our arrangement. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, is there an area of your home that you would actually be proud to show off? Like, in other words, what is the most impeccable area of your home? 651-641-1071. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071.